Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's good, man? Welcome to Elm Street. I'm your boy, I'm your host, Money Elms. Man, uh, man, still hot as hell out here in D-Town. It feels pretty good today. Oh, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of clouds out here, you know, got some, supposedly some rain coming through, but, you know, it's, it's Dallas, it's Texas, you know, we stay hot, you know, but, um, you know, I want to go ahead and uh, introduce a man all the way from Waco, Texas, man. Yeah. We got my boy, Polo Mob TV. What's up, man? Uh, just chilling. Appreciate you having me on the show. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for a while. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It made it happen today. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I got to get my boy in, man. It's, it's way overdue. You know, it's like some every time we try to put it on the schedule something always happened either you got busy i got yeah, busy just ping-ponging back and forth but uh you know hey i'm glad you was able to it's make always it on uh, god's time you know oh yes sir i always say it's, it's it's the perfect time this is the this is very true it's supposed to happen like this so but yeah man um how was your journey man uh it was a little hectic because, like, I ran into a lot of heavy rain. I was probably going 30 miles an hour down I-35 for about 45 minutes. And then I got here and this was all sunshine and ain't nothing going on. But, yeah, <laughs> get down here, yeah, it was a – but we, I've been praying for rain, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it, it, we definitely needed that rain. It, it was raining hard, so I know Waco got it. I hope it comes up here to Dallas, too, but – it, it, from Waco to Wachahatchee, yeah, they, they rain like a mom. Hey, it almost seems like everything south of Waco got some uh, got some rain in the last couple of days. Well, we haven't had rain in Waco, and I can't even tell you the last. Well, well you know, a little rain. bit south from y'all had some rain because of that yeah, hurricane yeah. that came through. Yeah, that's true. So uh, you know, you know, people out there in uh, what was it, Galveston, you know, or uh, Padre Island. No, oh, yeah, they're going to get rain regardless because oh, yeah. of the ocean, hurricanes, and all that stuff blowing in off the uh, ocean and stuff. So they're always going to be like watery and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I so man, I see you. You came in rocking some uh some some real Elm Elm Street uh, gear today, man. You know, so I had throwing the Freddie hat shirt with the with the shoes. You know what I'm saying? We were having Elm Street hey, podcast. But those sneakers up there, but they can see them hoes. Them hoes are sick. Hey, got them Freddies on there, you know gone deck. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dunk fanatic. Like I love me some Nike dunks. You know what I'm saying? Like dunks are that's my go to shoe. You know, I'll, I'll paint them, customize them. I just like uh, I like the layout of the shoes, and they're easy to color coordinate. Yeah, I like yeah. other shoes too, but dunks are definitely my favorite. You know, I'm always, I always been an Air Force guy. I wear a couple of Air Force ones, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like cause it's it's similar to a dunk, but like it's just a different, you know. So, so you think it's like a different uh, cushion or what? Just the layout of the shoe, basically. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Air Force Ones are basically just like a, a dunk. And yeah. the, the, the layout aspect is just this is more of a, uh, you know, skateboard shoe where Air Force Ones is more day-to-day shoe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the layout, the stitching where the check is and everything, they're basically identical if you look at them side by side. It's just the shape of them and how they uh, construct them, you know? Yeah, because the first one that I seen you posting them online, I was like, are those some Air Forces? And I was like, nah, it looks like some thugs. Yeah, they're so close together. Oh, know? yeah. Like, like even the Jordan 1 is similar to a, a Dunk or Air Force 1 on the layout. 
You know, so yeah, I'd love me some shoes. I'll oh, see so you sneakerhead too. I'm, I'm a sneakerhead. So, so you'd be, you'd be uh, posting up on them uh, conventions that be coming through? Nah, I don't do stuff like that. Like, yeah. like I'll either buy shoes that I like and colors I need, or if I can't find a shoe, like I'll find me a shoe that's basically close enough to what I need, yeah. and then I'll just customize it. Like I'll paint the checks, I'll dye the uh, stitching the color of the check, and, you know, basically just paint them, you know what I'm saying, with, with some leather paint. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably most of my shoes are customized because the colors I need, they really don't sell them. Or if they do sell something in that color, I just don't like the layout, how it's falling on the shoe. So I'd rather just customize it and just paint it and make it look how I want it to Hey. A lot of the shoes that I be posting, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nike they'll go ahead and run me my check because some of the shoes <laughs> I'll post, like months later, they'll drop the exact same shoe I painted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know. But yeah, a lot of my shoes, I just customize them. To, you know, the color coordinate. Yeah. I'm real big on that. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, so with it. I mean, I, I'm a sneakerhead myself, so you know, I started customizing uh, sneakers a, a couple years back. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, I, I got pretty pretty good at it. I think you know what I mean, and uh, I be doing the same thing. You yes, know, I, I'd rather rock something that ain't nobody got. Exactly. You know, just go buy a pair of Air Forces and customize them mm-hmm. and uh just freak them out you know get that that drip going yes, sir. and then sometimes like with the shoes like i don't mind buying a used shoe uh like i'll buy a used shoe and just restore it i'm talking about the midsole uh if it's a certain type of material i'll get on youtube and see how to restore it like you know like i bought a pair of uh there were these uh, Flintstone Dinos. They're purple high dunks. Yeah. Uh, the guy wanted an arm and a leg for them, but they were like horrible, like just dirty. I was like, man, I'll give you this much because I got to put this time into it. So I got them for like real cheap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I restored the the uh, the cloth part of it, the mesh. Uh, redid the midsoles, cleaned them up real good. I probably paid like forty six bucks for them and brought them back to like that three hundred and fifty dollar, you know, worth on them. And like the guy kind of regretted selling them to me after I showed him, <laughs> you know, what they look like, how I cleaned them up. Yeah, but, yeah I'll buy you shoes as long as it's in good condition. I'll clean it up and just restore it. Yeah, you know? like I can't do like the the sole swaps. Like, yeah, I tried, but they're a little bit too hard. So anything else, yeah, I, I can just restore it. You know, throw some new laces in it and you know make it do what it do so you say your sneakers uh, do, do you cut for them uh i call them go-go boots the mario go-go boots bro are you talking about <laughs> the mario dunks yeah uh they're cool but like i really just ain't feeling the layout of them like i like i like the what the dunks yeah. i have like actually three pairs of those that came out uh and I like the layout on those, but the Mario's, I really didn't like those too much, especially like the midsole and, you know, just the way the colors laid. Some of some of the parts on the shoe was cool, but other parts I was like, uh, you know, plus it's a replica. Like, I'll, I'll buy a replica shoe as long as yeah. it's a good, high quality UA. You know what I'm saying? Because once you put them on your feet, no one's going to be even be able to tell. But yeah, like on those... They were all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was parts of the shoe that I did like, but then there were other parts that I didn't like. So yeah. I, I never popped them. So, did, did you ever, uh, do you rock any of the Yeezys? Hell no. <laughs> I'm straight Nikes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do Dunks, Air Force Ones, Air Max 98s, Air Max Ones, 
Jordan 4s, Jordan 1s. Okay. Uh, the Bo Jackson Air Trainers, I like those a lot. I like the Air Force 2s that came out for a while. Those were pretty cool with the mm-hmm. layout. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm... I'm all about the sh- the style of the shoe and the layout of the shoe and like how the colors fall on it. Oh yeah, because I want to like actually coordinate. Like, yeah, you want to go with the fit. Yeah, if there's like a little bit of white in the hat, I want white on the shoes, not just all green and purple. You know, I gotta have it like it's just gotta basically mesh well. You know, like how it's broken up. Like I, I don't know. I guess I got OCD or something about that. But yeah, it's just. <laughs> That's just how I'm gonna do it. You know yeah, I'm, I'm 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 just fresh, and you ain't gonna see me in nothing twice. I don't do repeats. You know what I'm saying? So like, shit, like once once I wear it and pop a picture in it, shit, that shit's R.I.P. for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. anybody. <laughs> like me, shit, super duper fly, shit. Yeah, gotta keep it. Gotta keep it that way, man. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So um, I was going to, I mean, we normally do a little bit of a uh, trending topics, but um, I just wanted to ask you, you know. Get your opinion on this uh, Eminem and uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a, a, a beef or they're just going back and forth on, uh, on wax, you know, because you know, um, so apparently Melly Mel came out uh, talking about um, Eminem, that the only reason why he was top five is because he, he was white. You know, so I was going to ask you, what's your what's your opinion or what's your take on that? You know, as far as, you know, they're always throwing in that card on him, you know, not really then his skills. I mean, his skills should speak for himself, you know, for everything, you know, not the color of his skin. I mean, I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? I, I get the same stuff with the camera stuff. You know, like I've been filming for like. 15 years and people like oh it's white boys getting all the footage and blah 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 like i don't pay no mind it's just some people are just like that i don't know like but as far as eminem goes like i mean he's a very talented person you know what i'm saying he wraps his ass off he has good lyrics you know good catchy hooks like he's rapping like some real shit and then sometimes it's some funny stuff you know what i'm saying like even wayne you know that's that that m's in his top five you know, so it's like, you know, some people are just like that. You know, I don't know if it's a racist deal or a jealousy thing. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't get into politics and I don't get into all that. Like, yeah. like me, I'm just going to do me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone's negative about something, I'm just like, you know, I just reduces. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to be positive with a positive mindset. Like, you know, like I said, I, I get it all the time. You know, from from people, they're just like, oh god, like how does he get all these interviews and work with all these artists? And I have a better camera, more followers, more views. Yeah. And this guy's just, you know, just doing all this stuff, and I can't even get anything. But like with me, like it's more of a genuine thing. Like these artists know that I genuinely rock with them. I get with them early when no one's really messing with them, and like I'll just continue to fill them filmed them throughout yeah. the years like like artists like really love working with me like because i'm just like a really genuine person like it's all just good vibes and and they know that like uh when we link and you know we get working and i'll be putting out no messy shit on people you know i probably got footage on people that would i could probably sell to tmz right now that'll never see the light of day because that's just not me yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So, so what do you call it? So I guess M dropped a couple, couple lines, cause uh, like I said, Melly Mel dropped dropped that interview, 
where he was speaking on him about the only reason, you know, he's in that category is because he's white. Yeah. So Eminem dropped a diss. I don't like I said, not even a diss track. He was featured on a, his new artist uh, song. So he went ahead and dropped a couple lines, a couple verse, you know, a couple lines, and he destroyed them just with with those couple lines. Then here comes Melly Mel trying to drop a diss. <laughs> A this record, bro, to where now he regrets him, you know, that yeah, he did sure. it. Cause I mean, he sure. was, he fell way short to doing some, some type of, um, damage or, you know, I got you. it's hard to go up against him, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Like when we were talking about this off camera, like the only person I ever felt came close was Machine Gun Kelly, you know what I mean? Like anybody else has ever done a disc record or dropped the line on M's. Yeah. Nothing. Like, but like, M's very creative, like, in his mind. Like, he's punchlines and things he's going to say. Like, you know what? I think, I think Kelly would have got him, but, but he didn't he give him props on the song, too. Yeah, he did. And that was cool because that was like his idol. You know? Yeah. No big but, deal, but I mean, you're going against, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, I guess doing the diss track. I think he should have gone the opposite way, but I, I see why he did it, you know? Yeah, he's like, you know, like, what's the terminology? Like, when your idols become your rivals, I think that's what they say. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like, you know, I, I, and you got to respect that. He still respects the guy, but it's like, you know, whatever they had going on behind the scenes, you know what I mean? That, that That's between them. Yeah. But as far as the records that came out, like, personally, me, like, I, I like... I, like the disc record that Eminem put out, when I heard it, I mean, I really wasn't too impressed. But like the one that you know Machine Gun Kelly put out, like it jammed. You know what I'm saying? Like it catchy. Like it's a really good song. Yeah. So like I think that's the only person that I've ever heard go against him that I felt did a better song. You know, but even with him now, like he's more into the rock genre of music now. So like you know, he's really not even rapping too much anymore. Yeah. He switched over to uh, acting, too. Yeah, he does a lot of good movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I ain't never worked with him or him, but, uh, you know, my people, uh, I got some people that mess with Machine Gun Kelly real tough. It's just, we never crossed paths, so, you know, hopefully one day that, you know, that, that comes into, into play, so, you know. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, man, I just wanted to get your, your few cents on that, man, see what you thought about uh, yeah, that. I don't, I don't think it's because he's white. I think it's, like I said, it's just... <laughs> just how people are nowadays you know what i mean it's like they got to find some reason to hate you you know what i'm saying but oh yeah he's a very talented guy you know give him his props i mean they they always find something but um but yeah bro um so in case uh any of my viewers wondering like who, who's this guy on he got on here man if you were be listening to the beginning you know i says uh polo mob from polo mob tv you know what i mean um so let the viewers know. So let's start off. Uh, where you from? I'm originally from a small town called McGregor, as you can tell with the southern draw in my accent. Like you know, uh, but I'm from Waco now. You know, I moved to Waco, but I grew up in McGregor. You know, like I was like with D Baby a couple, a couple weeks ago, and yeah, you know, we were talking. He was just like, "God, bro, you just have like the deepest southern draw I've ever heard." I'm like, <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it, it's country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm from McGregor, but you know, now I'm in Waco. And I like Waco because it's in the middle of everywhere I need to be. Everything is in a three-hour radius from Waco. Like, it's straight in the heart of Texas. So, like, every weekend I'm somewhere with somebody, you know. Like, I got shows booked all the way out to December of this year. So, like, basically, I stay working. So, it's like, all it costs me is gas to get somewhere. And once I'm there, everything's free. And I'm filming directly for these artists. So, yeah. it's like, when you think about, like, a VIP experience in most cases, like $1,000 or something. Like, I'm right there with my friends. And, you know, they're just letting me film whatever the hell I want. Yeah, you know, behind the scenes, interaction with fans, just basically whatever I want to do, you know. And I'm going to capture all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it as far as how you got started in, in all this. Well, I originally started out as, as a promoter. Like, that's how I met, like, Paul, Cam, Zero, Lilo, Tuck, Tom, Lucci, Pookie. You know, just on promo and then shopping beats. And then one of my friends presented me the idea of Mob TV because he knew that I, you know, I had the finances and I already had all the plugs with everybody because I already built relationships with everybody. Uh, so basically, we started doing Mob TV. Then, of course, you know, me and him, uh, I would say like a different of opinion on what we wanted to do with it. So, you know, he did Mob TV and then I switched mine to like, you know, like an MTV2 or you know, something like then just Apollo's mob TV. It's just my stuff kind of branched off and went the distance compared to his in a lot of cases. He's a, he's a good guy, you know, nothing against him. Great promoter. You know, we just, we just have different visions for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and I've been doing that for like the past 16 years, uh, as far as the film and photography. And it's just really grown to where now, it's easier for me to tell you who I haven't shot, you know, than who I do actually film for. I film for over 300 artists. When these are, these are all mainstream uh, or one time were mainstream or still have a name, but they're still living off their name. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't switch up. Like if someone's loyal to me, I'm going to be loyal to them. And uh, yeah, but that's kind of how it all started was just promoting. First person I ever filmed was, you know, RIP, you know, my guy, Big Pokey. You know what I'm saying? That was, that, that was my guy. I loved him a lot. Uh, first, he was the first person I ever filmed. Uh, oh, for real? And I've been knowing Pokey a long time, you know. I did a lot of stuff from Mr. 3-2, you know, R.I.P. him. Uh, Vicious from X-Mob, who was UGK Records. I did the majority of all of Mo 3's film. Uh, Young Dolph, uh, Snooty Wild, like, you know, people that have passed on. And you know, it was an honor to, you know, really work with all them, you know, call them my friends because like with me it, it's deeper than just the camera the photography at the end of the day like we're all friends and like you know we're just all cool but that's kind of how it all started for me okay that's what's up man so uh how, how did you meet a uh, big uh pokey Pokey, like I said, I was doing promotions uh so there was a guy gg in waco he did the majority of the shows uh, so basically how I, what I would do, I would help him promote the show. And then basically I would get a VIP pass and then basically just network at the event. You know, I knew 
they would be there. I already knew I was going to have access to them. Mm -hmm. Like, basically just going up to the artist, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. You know, can I get your contact number, management? You know, basically just networking, you know, because, you know, if you got a closed mouth, you ain't going to get fed. You know, you got you to step out your comfort zone sometimes. Cause I got real bad anxiety. So, like, sometimes I have anxiety talking to these people. But now it's, like, a little bit more easier. Mm -hmm. But that time, you know, like, I had to go out of my realm, you know, to meet them. And other people, like, that's how I met Hawk, R.I.P., you know, Big Mo. Like, we never really got to do film because they passed on before the film came around. Mm -hmm. But I was able to meet them, get their contacts, you know, do stuff with them and things of that nature. But, like, yeah, Pokey, I met him. I think the club was Hammer Time, if I'm not mistaken. It was so long ago. Uh, that's how we met, just went up to him. And, you know, me and him built a real good bond, like real genuine, real humble guy, like always showed me love, you know, like the whole time I knew, knew him, 20 years, you know, like I, I was messing with him before the camera, you know what I'm saying? Like talk to him and all kinds of stuff. Anytime he had shows, didn't mind me coming out, you know, just real good bond, real good guy. Yeah. And I, and I really hate what happened to him. And I don't like how that footage went around and everybody's, you know, just sharing all that stuff. Like it really upset me. But, you know, we're living in a time of, you know, internet clicks and stuff like that. People don't focus on the positive things nowadays. They yeah. just want to focus on the uh, negative. The negative. Yeah. And, and, you know, and a lot of these blogs and, you know, podcasts, they focus on the negatives, you know, because it is clickbait and it's going to get you more views and get you more subscribers. But, like, at the end of the day, if you're in this for longevity, you have to focus on the positive because a lot of people, when they do this negative stuff, it's like, you want to do stuff with an artist or interview them or work with them. And they're not basically they're not going to mess with you because like you're negative. Like you put something out on me, you shared me going to jail or you shared this hardship on me for clickbait. Now you're asking for an interview. No, I'm not messing with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, you have to be really delicate. Like when you do stuff like that, starting out, mm -hmm. because like, like I said, it's all about longevity. Like, I've been filming for 16 years, and I ain't never had a problem with any. Well, there's two artists I had a problem with. But, you know, all that got squashed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was over, like, some bullshit. Nothing I did. Uh, but, you know, you just have to, like, watch what you put out and, you know, how you build your brand and what you build it off of. Because, like, a lot of these bigger blogs, people really just don't mess with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they just be on some messy-ass shit. I mean, because at the end of the day, we you could say we're kind of like uh, journalists. You yeah, know, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're out here, you know, doing our research on our guests and, you know, what they're doing and whatnot. I mean, I had um, I had Cuban Link, you know, on here. And, um, you know, everybody was like, hey, you know, you should go ahead and, you know, talk about that Fat Joe beef. And I was like, nah, that's not what I'm about. Exactly. I was like, you know what? I was like, I, plus I, I seen Cuban Link do various interviews. But never did it actually went into depth about his life. It was always about either Big Pun or Fat Joe. And I'm like, well, shit, what, what about you? You know what I'm saying? You need your, your shine, your flowers. You know, true. we need to get to know who you are. We already know Fat Joe. We already know Big Pun. 
you know, let's get to know Cuban link. Like I said, it's just clickbait, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Focus on the negative stuff, you know? So I kind of just aim for, you know, the positive, you know, that person's story. Because everybody has a story. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, I ain't going to ask questions. Like, if you, if you if anybody watches my interviews, like, they're more in-depth, personal questions. Like, they're not like, uh, when's your album dropping or something that they're going through? It's like, basically, stuff about their life, personal. Like, with my time capsules, when I drop them, like, you're going to get a real in-depth kind of look at this person and like what type of person they are what they liked where you can actually relate to them Mm. like oh i can actually relate to this guy because i do the same thing or i like the same thing or my childhood was like this or this is what i wanted to be too when i was growing up or you know just different things you know it's like i just like my stuff's just real different like and I feel like in a lot of cases, I started a lot of that. Like when I started filming, like I'm really one of the pioneers of all this. Uh, I was asking questions that no one was asking at the time. You know, like most people were like, oh, when's your album drop? You know, like just basically current stuff. But like once that question, like say once that album drops, like that question's no good because that album now it's past tense. Like I have I have unreleased interviews on people that I could drop the interview 20 years from now. And the question is still going to be relevant because it's never going to get old. And a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, I feel like they copied off my uh, blueprint of that. You know, not a big deal, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just like to do stuff differently and, you know, make stuff more exclusive than, you know, just the average question that's going to be old after whatever happens after they're talking about, basically. So, so a lot of the people, a lot of these artists, um, I'm pretty sure you're, you're fans of their music. Uh, okay. So the thing with that is when I first started filming, yes, that was totally true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody I filmed, I was a fan of, grew up on their music and I call them friends today. Like as things went on, like if I heard about somebody, like say you were like, Hey, you need to check out so-and-so. If I have a lot of respect for you. I'm like, you're not going to just tell me some blow Joe to check out because of who I'm already filming. Like, you're telling me this for a reason. And I won't even go listen to their music. All I'm going to do, I'm going to hit them up directly. Like, hey, I heard about you. This is what I do. If you got anything in Texas, let's link up. And I'll send them like a, a press kit. And they'll see everybody that I'm filming. And they're like, damn, this guy films everybody. Like, and then, then it's that, like, what's an honor that you're coming to me wanting to film me? So, like, nowadays, I'm not going to hear any of their music till I do that show that night and hear, you know, their uh, show set. Like, that was, like, with Riff Raff, Cap G, uh, Big Tony, uh, just a lot of people um, never heard their music. You know what I'm saying? Just heard the name. And, you know, I just reached out, you know, and they see who I'm working with. And most of them already know who I am. Yeah. You know, because I've been doing this so long. And a lot of people like like some of these big camera people that film for like 2 Chains, Kevin Gates, they're fans of me. They're like, they'll tell me, oh, you're the reason that I, I wanted to do film. Even though they are bigger than me, of course, because they're attached to a bigger artist mm-hmm. and they're doing their day-to-day film to where me, I'm kind of scattered out because I like to film everybody. I never want to be tied down to one person. Like I've had job offers from all kinds of mainstream artists want me to live with them, pay me all kinds of big dollars. But it's like... I look at it like, you know, if I have film on everybody, that's a million, 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 million. If I ever decide to sell it or whatever, because it's exclusive, instead of just that one million on that one person or whatever the dollar amount would be. But 
Yeah, like most of the time, yeah. When I hear artists' music, even King G, King Lil G was like that, and other people like never heard their music till I was at their show with them, and then heard them perform it for the first time. But in the beginning, yes, it, it was like that. Like I wanted to film who I was a fan of and people I wanted to meet. But now it's like you know everybody's a rapper now, so it's like <laughs> he said everybody's a rapper. Everybody want to be a rapper, and it's hard to keep up. So like when someone catches my attention. And like, and I see them working, doing shows out of state, mm. uh, out of the city, have a buzz, a following. You know, I'll reach out, and usually I'll get with them real early because I'm peeping all this. You know, kind of like that Mexican OT I got with him real early. You know, never heard his music before in my life. You know, I'm gonna shout my guy Greg. You know, what I'm saying he he manages gutta gutta too. He's like, I got a new artist, Mexican OT. He's like, he's not really doing anything right now, but. I know you film gut all the time with me and I'm managing him. So I want to, you know, put you on him. And, you know, I did a, a lot of his first shows that we are talking like 25, 30 people showing up. Now he's packing out tens of thousands, you know, and I have all that buildup, you know, from where he started to where he's at now, but I never heard any of his music until, uh, you know, that first show, and, you know, that's my guy, you know, Nate, uh, Drody, Beat On, you know, all of them, you know, his mom, Monica, like, yeah, we, we all cool, you know, so those, those are my people. I was actually with them yesterday in Austin, so, but, yeah. Yeah, I got to see some of that uh, good footage of yours, man. Oh, that's just a little, little ski chase right? <laughs> out there. A little teaser. A little, little, little teaser. The real, like, I, I get really exclusive. Uh, footage on these on these artists uh, like i said they let me film whatever you know i'm doing behind the scenes interviews drops like basically i'm showing you what i'm doing through my eyes in a sense you know yeah I mean? and i'm gonna keep that camera rolling and a lot of these artists like that because they're like boy they'll be like well you know what you're doing because you're filming everything because some artists are or some camera people are like oh am i filming too much or Da, 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 da. I mean, like if I work with someone for the first time, like I'm still going to film stuff, but I might be hesitant just to do too much unless the vibe's good. And if the vibe's good, I'm just going to keep that camera rolling because I'm going to know what to film, what not to film, what conversations to film and anything that's going on behind the scenes that I can and cannot film. Because I ain't trying to get anybody in trouble. Like I said, I got footage that I'll never see the light of day. Uh, and that stuff was just basically just going to sit and it'll never be released. Because I don't, I don't do messy stuff. Keep it in the archives. Yeah, it's going to be in the archives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So has uh, some some crazy shit ever got down while you've been filming? The footage, it's on like an old, old drive, like my original drive. Because like, you know, Trace was beefing with Wino at one time. Mm -hmm. They had a show here in Dallas. Uh, it was like Pimp C, Bumby, a little flip. Uh, this is a long time ago, but they, they had got into it backstage. Uh, this is for cam, you know, you really, really seen a lot of cameras, you know, and they, they had got into words. I don't know exactly what happened. I think Wino stole pop my trunk. I, I don't remember what it was so long ago, but like something like that, like stuff like that has, that happens like with these little beefs, uh, and they'll get into it. Uh, kind of like the Mike Jones and Trey beef at the Ozone Awards, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you'll see, like people showing up hotel rooms or, you know, people doing what what they're not supposed to be doing, you know, it's just <laughs> just just all kinds of different stuff. Like I've seen all kinds of things. See, I'm pretty sure being uh, backstage and 
just being at the after parties of these events, I'm pretty sure all kinds of crazy shit has gone down. Yeah, you'll see a lot of a lot of crazy stuff, especially like well, not Webby now, but like Webby back in the day. Like he used to get pretty crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, some artists do, and some artists don't. Like some people just are all about a bag. They're just gonna get their bag, do what they got to do, and then leave. And then sometimes they won't even get a hotel room. They'll just drive back like to Houston or Dallas or wherever they're from, or just go back to the hotels so they fly out. Just kind of like know? you. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I do. It all comes like, I guess, with the age of the artist. Like younger artists, they're going to want to do more fun things because they're not used to this lifestyle. They're not accustomed to it yet. Yeah. You know, since they're doing things and making mistakes, you know, blowing money to where they're not needing to be blowing. But, as, you know, as they get older, they kind of realize where they messed up and uh, make better choices, basically. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, which artist would you say is one of, like, your favorite artists to work with? Like, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Hands down, they call you up. You'll drop what you're doing because. I mean, there's too many. Like, I like Flip a lot. Uh, Paul. Uh, Mexican OT. Uh, Tuck. Tum. You know, Little O. Uh, of course, Pokey before he passed. Uh, I like Cam a lot. Uh, Don Chief, Trey D, uh, Young Red. I mean, there's just a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Like, even bigger artists like Trina, I like Webby a lot. I like Plies a lot. Um, and these are all people that you actually, you know, have relationships with. Yeah, yeah, of course, I'm going to have a relationship with them. Like, you're not going to see me at an event. Unless I'm directly with the artist. Like, I don't do all that popping up and, you know, just showing up, getting with a promoter. No, I'm not doing none of that. Like, if you see me at an event, like, I'm officially there with someone. Either the person that's the, the headliner, mm. an opening act, or something like that. Now, in some cases, like, if someone's an opening act and they're opening up, like, I'll give you an example, like, yesterday. Like, I had a film Mike Jones and that Mexican OT. Now, I've been filming Gorilla Zoe for like 10 years, mm-hmm. and he's been signed to Flow Rider. And, you know, and Zoe's always like, oh, I'm going to hook you up with Flow. I'm going to hook you up with Flow. But his manager, G, was there yesterday. I'm like, hey, where's Zoe at? He's like, oh, he, he, he's in Ohio, but he's like, I came down here with Flow because they're all affiliates. They're all on the same label. So then I met, you know, like Flo's manager uh, and just asked him, hey, if I stick around, can I do some film photos of Flo? Because I've been trying to work. Well, who are you? And then G was like, no, nah, Polo's the guy. You know, he's been filming Zoe this and he films all these other people. So we're like, yeah, we'll let you, uh, you know, do some filming photos. You know, just test the waters with me. See how they liked me. Yeah. Didn't do no drops. Didn't get no pictures. You know, like pictures on stage I got, but like a picture with me and Flo, no. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand like this is our first time working just to build the, the relationship. You know, I'm not going to do too much you know what i'm saying we're just going to establish this and then i'll send them what i got uh, once i edit it all up and then we'll go from there but they all liked me so they're like anytime we're in texas like all you gotta do is hit us up and then it's pretty easy for me to set up stuff with people like like i said i'm good energy people really like working with me so like when they meet me it's like it's just the energy bro you know what mm. i'm saying like and that's happened a couple times, like uh, like Mystical. Then you know that's my guy. You know, free Mystical. Uh, I had a show with ESG, and uh, I just went up to Mystical and I was like, "Hey, this is what I do." Da, 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 da. 
And he was like, oh, talk, talk, to, talk to my manager over there. I went over there, told him who I was. Same thing. He's like, okay, we'll let you do films and photos. Well, he, had a, he did a drop for me and took a picture with me. Uh, but, like, once I sent him my stuff, like, I was able to film him for all the way until he got locked up. I have a, plenty of shows, exclusive unreleased interviews, all kinds of stuff on this. Like, that's really my guy. Like, if you ever meet him, he's going to be like, Polo's, he's one of the GOATs. Like, these artists will really tell you, like, Polo's, Polo's the guy, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, I know when I did my research, I was like, I was like, damn. Because at first, I was more like, um, I said, man, who's, who's Polo? Who's Polo Mob? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Because I started seeing you everywhere. You know, hey, I'm going to be everywhere. Yeah, there was places where I, I was there and I seen you there, but I was like, you know, I don't know this dude, so I don't just yeah, I randomly pop up on people, you know, but like, so I just sit back in the cut and I was like, okay. I was like, and then I started seeing you on on social media and I was like, I was like okay, it's like Paulo's the man over here, man. You know, and then I find out you've been doing it for Oh, about what 15 years yeah, i run texas like there's a lot of people in texas that do stuff similar but they definitely do not work with the artists that i work with like i'm i'm just that guy yeah a lot of people don't give me my flowers and that's cool you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day i'm still that guy hey you know what I'm saying? well that's why you're here bro because exactly. you know give me your flowers it. bro is you know it. i get props with props is due man yeah, exactly you know what I mean? I tell people, man, I ain't, I don't compete with anybody. You That's know how I am. Mean? I don't compete with no one. You know, it's like, like there's there, there's some podcasts that I won't mention. You know, like artists didn't want to do interviews with them, so they came to me, and you know, and I set it up for them. You know what I'm saying? But they they're they're not going to know that, and I'm not going to put the podcast out there. But yeah, you know, they, they, that happens quite quite often. Like if I say something's good, then it's good. Because they know I'm a good guy, and I'm not gonna get them on no bullshit. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. So hell yeah, man, hell yeah, man. You've been on the grind. So let me ask you this: How, how was it for you during COVID? Because I know you know everything uh, shut down. So COVID, COVID was kind of a struggle for me. I'm not gonna lie, because there weren't no shows going on, like you said. Like basically, <laughs> basically, how I got through COVID. I just basically decorated my whole house like from wall to wall collages like i just wasted a lot of money on artwork and just built up a lot of collages like there's not an empty spot on any of my walls from my kitchens to my bathrooms like it's just art everywhere all collages like you know different sizes where i pieced them together like a puzzle yeah like it's actually really cool you know what i'm saying like i call it the museum so like covid was kind of like fuck off a lot of money and just uh basically did my did my spot up the way i wanted it to like i basically just got bored i even did the 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 light covers with custom characters and all kinds of stuff you know what i'm saying like yeah it, it's real cool like if you ever make it over to the museum like yeah it's, it's pretty dope you know what i'm saying but that's kind of how i got through covid i just I just kind of like just did a bunch of decorating, customized a lot of shoes. Yeah. Because uh, really, like I said, there weren't no shows going on. But really what I should have been doing, I should have been editing. But, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is now. You know what I'm saying? But everything picked back up, you know, after COVID, uh, you know, died down. And so, you know, like now shows are going on every weekend again, you know. And every weekend I'm usually somewhere with someone. Like it's it's actually rarely that I have a free weekend. I'm at least have one to two shows every weekend. 
And then and it's never going to be no small artists. They're all going to be mainstream, like big yeah. artists that people want to work with that they can't. So I'm pretty sure there's, there has to be a handful of artists that you would love to work with that haven't had an opportunity to work with. Yeah, that'd probably be like someone like Nicky or Wayne. Anybody okay. else? I didn't work with Drake. I didn't work with Currency, Kevin Gates, 2 Chains, Migos, uh, Jock, uh, Dirk. Uh, I'd like to work with Baby, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Glorilla, you know, uh, Glitter Gloss. Like, I'm, I'm tied in with them, yeah. but we just haven't got it in yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to do Gloss for the first time in September. Uh, but yeah, like my to-do list of who people are, it's going to be very short because I've pretty much already worked with everybody I want to work with. Yeah. And then some, like anybody out of Chicago, Big Sean, do or die, Twista, you know, Chief Keith worked with all them, everybody out of Memphis. The only person out of Memphis I haven't worked with, like I said, is Gloss, Glow, and uh, Moneybag. Now I worked with Moneybag. Uh, so really just Gloss and Glow. Snooty, Gotti, uh, Zed, Zilla, uh, Big Boogie. A-Ball uh, A-Ball, MJG. A-Ball MJGs, my guys. You know, Pat, uh, Juicy J, DJ Paul. Yeah. You know, all them. I work with all them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been working with them for years. And, you know, it's a blessing, you know. So it's like my people that I haven't worked with is very short. I mean, I would like to work with C-Note, too. Uh, the Botany Boys screwed up click. Like, we've talked a bunch of times, but we've never worked. He's probably, like, the only artist besides Beyonce and Travis Scott that I haven't worked with out of Houston. You know, he would be, like, someone, because I grew up on him, mm. and I film everybody that be with him, so it's like, but he just rarely does shows, so it's like, it's hard to, you know, set stuff up. But, yeah, my list of people who I want to work with, yeah, very, very, very short. Yeah. So uh, let me ask like you I this. Said, it's easier for me to tell you who I haven't shot than who I have. Yeah. So have you ever thought of uh, doing some customization for some of these artists? Like shoes? Yeah. No. I'm only going to do that for myself. Just for yourself? Yeah, for myself. Because people ask me, hey, can you do shoes and da-da-da? That's not a realm I want to get into because I already work a real job. And then, you know, I like my free time. And then I have to edit photos and do this. So I don't want to get too taking on another responsibility. Yeah. Because if I do one pair of shoes for someone, then here comes someone else and someone else. And now I'm just doing shoes all the time. And then you ain't even filming anymore. I mean, I would still film, but you know, I enjoy my free time, you know, because time is a very valuable thing. Uh, it's a clock that none of us can see that all have an expiration date. Uh, so you have to like really, you know, handle your time correctly, you know, because you're only going to get so much of it. And you don't want to have any regrets because, you know, you. I'm, I'm one of those people like I don't want to be a what if. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I want something, I'm, I'm going to put my all into it and I'm going to go after it. That's just, just who I am, you know? It's just, time's just a very valuable thing you shouldn't take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They could say no. Yeah, exactly. The worst that someone can say is no to you, you know what I'm saying? That no well, didn't cost you anything. This is very true. You know, you just, you just got to take a chance. And, you know, you got to pray about it. And, you know, just just go with it, you know. Follow your heart. That's what I say. Follow your heart. Yeah, yeah. But definitely pray about it first. 
Yep. Because the big guy over there, he's in charge of everything. He's the one that calls the shots at the end of the day. We're just here to play a role. Yes, and we all have a role to play, and we all have to find that thing that he wants us to do. So, um, so what would what would be one of the one of the things that you would like to do as far as you know with your career um, look moving forward? Uh, I, mean, I get this question a lot. Like, I'd really like to see something like on an Amazon Prime and Netflix, like. Because basically, I have all the footage. Like, I have 52 terabytes. Most of them are awful. I'm talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. Like, I would like to meet someone or someone find me that would like to either purchase it all and then or do some kind of deal to where we do a season after season after season. Mm-hmm. You know, something along that line. You know, that's that 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 would be my main goal. Like rainwater. You know, he had talked to me at a show the other day about doing something similar to that with that with me because he knows I have all the footage. Plus, I have all the mo like I have the I have the most exclusive Mo three footage out of anybody on the planet. And rainwater will tell you that too because I had all the Mo's original stuff like coming up. Uh, so Rain had mentioned some stuff like that to me about the footage, but that's what I would really like to do. You know, that's where I'd like to see it go. Like, you know, have a team of editors and like, you know, like do like what 50 cents doing, like, you know, putting stuff out there as a program and, you know, do a season one, excuse me, a season two. You know, just like on artists, you're like kind of like the doc, like the Kanye documentary they did on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Like I probably got like 300 of those on 300 artists. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but more exclusive content. So it's like that. That's what I would really like to see happen with it. It's just you know, it's just God hasn't put me in a position yet to where uh, that's happened yet. So whenever it happens, it does. That's why I just keep on filming. And then, you know, hopefully one day that, you know, everything pans out how I want it. And that's what happens. Because, like I said, it's all about longevity. Yeah. I'm saying because the footage is there, all raw files. So it's like, you know, when when the check comes, like it's it's already a done deal, basically, because everything's already there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Because, I mean, the resume is impressive. You know, you work with everybody in the industry damn near. Yeah, pretty much. So more than most people have, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's there. Yeah, it's there. The footage is there, man. Done over way over a thousand shows in my career. Like, you know, if you just go through my pictures and stuff like that, you'll be like, damn, this dude's this dude's been around. Yeah. The goat shit. So you I don't look at myself like that though. How people look at me, people are like, you know, you're too humble, but I'm just like, I just don't look at myself like that. You know, I just I'm just a regular guy, just like me and you, you know what I'm saying? I just happen to know a lot of people and a lot of people just, you know, rock with me. That's all it is. Yeah. Just good business. I don't do shady stuff. Like it's just, you know, it's just good business. Good guy. So have you ever uh, tried to do something like kind of like um I remember, uh, I think Jay-Z did something like that back in the day with, uh, what was it, Backstage? You know how they did, uh, they filmed the whole tour? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I think I know what you're talking about. But kind of, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing that I already do in a sense. Yeah. You know, just do the films behind the scenes. Like, basically, the footage that 
no one has access to. But I mean, more more of a like follow follow a certain tour through every single city from beginning to end. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't want to do something like that. Now I've had job offers, you know, from people that wanted me to go on tour with them. Like I said, I work for the government. Uh, so like I get benefits, I got a 401k, uh, all that stuff. So it's like, I mean, like the last, the last job offer I got, I'm not going to say who it was, but he's, he's a very, very big artist. He offered me like a hundred K, you know, to move in with him and do his film. But now I was like, but I'm already going to film you regardless when you're in Texas. Why do I need to move out to LA, live with you and, you know, film your day-to-day stuff when, most of the stuff's not going to get released, you know what I'm saying? And plus, I already make close to that at the job I'm already at. So it's like it doesn't make sense because I get benefits, uh, all that stuff. Because I work for the government. So, you know, I get like pretty much anything that you'd want as far as like yeah, the benefits and, the you know, the things of the job that I get. So it's like, no, nah, I couldn't just up jumping quick. And then what happens a year from now? What if I get sick? You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no insurance. So it's like, you know, and I get leave. I get eight hours annual leave, four hours sick leave every payday. So it's like, you know, if I need to do something during the weekday, you know, I just take off two hours and then go still go in and do my job. Depending on depending on the drive, like a, an hour and a half, two hour drive. Like I'll probably take off like two hours, three to four hour drive. Yeah, I'm gonna take off half a day. Yeah. And then just go into works. But yeah, I get a lot of job offers like from a lot of people like Juicy J, Webby, uh, Swisher House at their peak. Uh, just a lot of people, you know, wanted me to like basically come in and move with them, bun, uh, you know, but like I never wanted to just be with one artist because like what I, from my experience and what I saw from doing film, I saw when a videographer was directly Filming for, like, say, an artist. Uh-huh. It kind of gets hectic when you want to work with other artists because now the artist is going to be like, nah, you met them through me. So then it becomes a whole different ordeal. And then you're kind of just, it, it's like a marriage. Like, now you're trapped with that artist. And if you try to go film other artists, now you can't film for them anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I never wanted to put myself in a situation like that. And and I I told all the artists like that, like, I just can't film just one. Like, I'm going to film everybody. And if it's a situation where, let's say I have three shows in one day, I'm going to go with the person I'm rarely with because I like to spread myself around. Like, I don't show favoritism. Or if it's someone I'm with a whole bunch, I'll be like, hey, I, I done filmed you like five times this year. Like, don't get mad or whatever, but I'm going to go film my other homeboy or my homegirl that I haven't filmed at all this year. Yeah. I know, I know you want me there, you know what I'm saying, because you you trust me and stuff like that, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I got to go with what I need, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. if I'm with you all the time, like, it ain't going to hurt you that I'm not with you this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, you know, I got to spread myself around and be fair because I don't show favoritism. Like, I treat everybody the same. If you're an A-list artist all the way to a D-list artist, like I treat you just the same. Like I'm a, I'm a mess with you at the bottom. I'm a mess with you at the top. 
And if you go back to the bottom, I'm going to still rock with you. Like a lot of these artists, I'm not going to say they fell off, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just things died down for them. You know, a lot of people have a five-year run in most cases. That, that's the average run for someone with a hit single. They're going to have a five-year run and then things start dying down. And a lot of these artists that have that downfall, like I get it all the time, like Polo, like I know you really rock with me because no one wants to come film me no more. Like, you know, people don't come around, but you stayed solid through all of it. Because, like, when you're hot, everybody wants to film you. Everybody wants to do music videos and stuff for you. That's just, that's just the name of the game. But, you know, like me, I'm going to get with you early. And then when you pop, you know, I'm still film you. And then if things start to die down, I'm going to still film you. And, you know, these artists really appreciate that. And it actually lets them know who their real friends are. Yeah. Well, they, they see the loyalty. Yeah, I'm, I'm a loyal person. Like, if you're good to me, I'm going to be good to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to match energy in a lot of cases because <laughs> I just like being a positive, good person. I like doing good deeds. See, I'm an empath. Mm. So, like, I feed off energy. Like, if I, I can tell when someone's not going through something i'll try to cheer them up or whatnot but like sometimes it just don't work sometimes you just gotta let people you know get through their storms like you can love them from afar you can pray for them but yeah you know you just gotta like let them do them and like whatever they're dealing with you know as much as you want to be there for them sometimes you know what i'm saying it's like there's nothing wrong with you know reaching out and stuff like that but sometimes you just gotta let them uh you know figure it out on their own in a lot of cases. No, yeah, that's so true. You know what I mean? There's sometimes they need their space and, yes. you know, gather their thoughts to figure it out. Yeah. It, 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 it gets hard in some things, especially like with relationships and stuff. That's where it kind of gets more tricky. But, you know, it, you just got to wish the best for people. You know what I'm saying? Just love them from afar. Have you ever thought of uh, shooting music videos? I've shot a couple of music videos, uh, and then like basically my recap videos—that's mm. basically what they are—or recap music videos. Like I'm gonna get B-roll, uh, you know, then performing on the stage, uh, the cameos that are there, you know, all that stuff. So basically, my recaps are basically just uh, recap music videos of, excuse me, everything that we uh, captured during the day and during the nighttime. But as far as official music videos, yeah, I've shot, I've shot a couple of those. So if there's a a hot up coming artist out there, do they do they need to reach you if they need some film or how does, uh, how does that work? In most cases, I'm gonna contact you, like because I get a lot of people that want me to film them, you know, and they're willing to pay, but then like. Once I check them out, they're really not doing anything. So it's like, I, I look at it like this. Okay, I can go over here and film this person who just wants me to film because they want to be cool and be on mob TV. Or I can go film a plies. So like now it's like, mm, which one's really worth my time? You know what I mean? But like up-and-coming artists, like, there's some that I like and some that I will film, especially in Waco. But a lot of cases, the people that reach out to me, like, I'm sure it's not interested in filming them. It's not like me being on a high horse or stuff like that. Like, basically, I'm missing exclusive content if I go do this with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're not putting in the work. You're not 
putting out music videos. You're not promoting. You're not doing what you need to do as an artist. See, I'm going to look at all these things. Like when someone approaches me, because I, I get it, you know, a lot of people just want to be cool to be on mob. Oh, I got I'm on mob TV, you know, with Polo. Like I like I get I get her all the time yeah. because of who I'm with. Uh, so it's like you know, like I'm really picky and choosy about who I film. That's up and coming. Like they have to have the X factor. Uh, like I'll tell you a story. Okay, I think you did an interview with her as well. Uh, my girl Miss Gold. Uh, you know, I was with uh, Crystal Poppin and Rich Greedy at a show. And I actually, um, we actually came early. Uh, Cap G was there too, actually. You know what I'm saying? Shout out my guy, Complex, you know, High Rollers. He's actually went through the event. Uh, So there was this girl, you know, cowboy hat, boots, all white, you know, had the look, you know what I mean? So she caught my attention. And then, you know, like she went to do her set. And I will say that she really impressed me with her music, her energy. Uh, so and then she was from Austin. So if you're in Dallas, I know you're doing something. So basically, I just got the contact and I've been filming Miss Gold for a long time now. You know what I mean? Like she really impressed me. So like if someone has an X Factor and impresses me, then I will film like an up and coming artist. But in most cases... If you don't impress me, it's really hard for me to uh, really put my camera on you because it ain't about a dollar amount because I'm looking at what I'm missing out on. Yeah. You know, the exclusive content that's really worth more money in the long. I'm all about longevity. Like I said, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the big picture, you know, not 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 what's in front of my face. I'm looking like 10 years from now and stuff like that. So, you know, if uh, up and coming artists does reach out, like I will check them out, see what they're doing. If they impress me, like. I might do something with them, but in most cases I won't just because they're not doing what they need to do as an artist. Like they're just basically trying to be cool to be on mob TV and be affiliated with me and have my resources and my basically uh, contacts that I have, like, you know, the mainstream of whatever, because I'm affiliated with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not really anybody I can't get a hold of and, People just want that network, you know what I mean? But most most people that read that, it's just to look cool. Yeah, they want that. Um, I'm on Mob TV, like this guy. Yeah, he doesn't shop. Blah blah blah. It's like I don't look at it like that though. But I will check them out. You know, if they impress me, you know, I, I will. Uh, I will do something with them. Like, cause, like I said, there's a couple in Waco that I film. You know, uh, so. Yeah, but I get a lot of people that reach out about being on Mob TV, but it's just like, you know, I'm kind of already established with who I'm already filmed for. So it's like, it's hard for me just because I know once I take on a new artist, like I'm taking them on for the remaining time that I'm going to be filming. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a basically it's a commitment. Like I said, it's like a relationship, not a marriage, but. You know, it's a relationship that I know when I see someone that's going to be around, I'm going to reach out or they'll reach out to me and I'm going to come out and film them. It's like it's just a bond and I'm going to build up stuff on them. I like doing time capsules. I really like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Up and coming artists, you know, don't reach out to Polo Mob. I'm not saying don't reach out. (laughs) I'm saying, but if you do reach out, just have your shit in line. You know, actually be working. Yeah. Music videos. 
promo, like basically what an artist needs to do to get to that next level. Because yeah. I'm not going to waste my time with someone that's just playing around with it. That's a waste of my time. That's a waste of your time. You know, you just might as well just. Uh, no, and uh, I feel you on that. You know, because, you know, I get, a, I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of DMs. You know, people wanted me to check out their music. And then one, one of my pet pieces, you know, don't send me anything that's not up to par. Oh, shit, you better than me. <laughs> you way better than me because I ain't no A&R. You sent me a music link, I ain't going to even check out that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can just... Tell me who you is and what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. if, you, if you flood my stuff with like MP3s or WAV files, I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm not an A&R. I'm not a record label. You yeah. know I don't care about your music. Like I said, most of these artists that I film, I don't hear their music till the first time I film them on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an A&R, so don't send me your music. I hate when people do that. Yeah. You know, they, but they, they do it, you know, for me to put them on, you know, get them an interview. But my thing is, you know, I, I want to hear the music. If I ain't heard of you, I want to at least check it out and hear it and see if it's up to par. Yeah, they should approach you as like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what I do. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm traveling and where my market's at. And I think it'd be a good cross promotion for me to be on your show because I have a fan base. You have a fan base. And let's do some cross promotion. That's how they should be approaching you. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it's got to be a benefit for you just as well as them, or unless you're just a fan of them and you know you just really want to work with them. But most people that reach out to you, they need to you know type it up professionally to where it's like you know it'd be a good look for you, a good look for me, and you know, and then run it. Yeah. Not send like a MP3 or a wave. <laughs> you know, you know I, st- I still got to check it out, man. Because you know, because if it's garbage, bro. You know, they ain't going to be sitting see, across from me, bro. So this is the thing, um, like nowadays, like in our, when we were growing up, talent. Now people do not give a damn about talent. <laughs> like it's all, like most stuff you hear is trash. You know what I'm saying? It's all yeah. clickbait. Most of the people that are getting on now, the only reason they're getting on is because everybody, the whole internet was trolling them, making fun of them. So now it's like it's totally different. People don't. I mean, to be longevity, you got to have talent. Yeah. But just to get on, it's got to be some something weird, and you know, people are making fun of, and then they're building fans. They think they're hurting them by making fun of them, but people are actually like, "Oh, well, I like this person." Yeah. And then this person, well, I like them too. And they build a fan base, and they're getting deals and stuff like that. Like it's a, it's a popularity contest now. Like it. It's it's not based around talent. Like most stuff that you hear that comes out nowadays, it, it it's it's garbage. Like you know, what I'm saying? there's no real content to it. Everybody yeah. sounds the same. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's just, it's just a different era that we're living in. So so you can't say that oh the song's trash. You know, what I'm saying I won't interview you because that part's going to have go platinum off that trash ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it reminds me of that one song. Uh, it was a. Uh, I want to say this dude was a Mexican dude, bro. He's talking that. Ch- ch- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what he, I was yeah, talking Yeah, he's about. from San Antonio. My people <laughs> mess with him real <laughs> tough. Yeah. I like that one girl. You you know, a lot of people get our, ten, our TikTok stars now. Like that period D, period D. I, I don't remember who she was. She got a whole record deal off that stuff. Wow. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I kind of feel like there's like there's there's different artists. You have your internet artists who you know do good on the internet, 
Then you have your TikTok artists, you know, who do good on that. They're usually just one song, two songs, and then start to die down. And then you have people that have the real talent that do the longevity. So there's like really type, those are like pretty much the three type of artists that you're going to see in this day and age. Like the character, yeah. and they make money off that. You have the TikTok stars because their songs are going viral on TikTok, selling, going platinum, doing shows. But after those songs are ran their course, their new stuff doesn't go nowhere. And then you have the people who actually have the talent and get on and, you know, have longevity, a good longevity run because they had the, the talents there. It's just not a character or something going viral, you know, because a lot of these people, you know, at one time, you know, they could have all this money, blah, blah, blah. But after paying the label, managers, marketing, at the end of the day, you know, me and you are living better than them. And they have millions of fans around the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the industry is like a, a weird, it's a weird place. You know, you really got to play your cards right, you know. Well, that's how it goes, man. You want to be in the music game? It's a lot of loopholes you got to go There's through. There's a lot of things that you have to deal with in the music. And it's not for the weak. You know, oh, if you're no. weak-minded or people making fun of you and stuff like that, like it's basically you have to be like mentally strong because – you know, people are going to pick you apart because the internet is undefeated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. they're like, just the other day, like, actually yesterday, it didn't really bother me none, but like, uh, someone had a comment on something like, oh, you need to put on socks. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I wear no-show socks. So, like, I have socks on, but no big deal. Or people will comment on things and... <laughs> They'll say something, they don't even know what's actually going on, and it's like, where the hell are you getting this from? And then I have to go not make a post, but, like, I'll be like, hey, bro, like, this isn't what the – and then they'll just delete their whole damn comment because I made them look stupid. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, do your research before you do something. I don't know. Like, the internet's just – it's a beast. And if you're weak-minded, you're definitely not going to be able to handle the music industry. Yeah, man, because um, you got to have thick skin, man. Yeah, because people are going to... They're going to talk their shit. You can't and... please everybody. Like, there's billions of people on this earth. Like, you can't please everybody. Everybody's damaged or going through things. Or... You know, you always have that... Uh, you know, it's almost like that, like you said a minute ago, there's characters. Yeah. So, you got these internet characters. So, you got that one dude that he's just mad at the world for... Whoever knows what reason he's mad, but he, he's mad at the world. And you guarantee he's going to make a cameo on everybody's shit. Oh, yeah. Talking mad shit. And sometimes it doesn't even make sense. I have, just, I have someone that's on my Facebook page that's like that. They always have like a smart remark or just something bullshit. And there's always the dudes that ain't got nothing going for them either. Oh, yeah. You ain't doing shit, but you want to talk about how... You want to talk about everybody else, how they fucking up, or they doing oh, yeah, this, yeah, they yeah. doing that, but you ain't doing shit. <laughs> that would trust me out. Yeah, people, like I said, like the internet is, it's its own world, its own beast, and like you can't please everybody. You know, all you got to do is just, you know, do what's right, do what you feel is in your heart, and just do good stuff, do good deeds, you know, just, you know, just do right by people. Yeah. Do good and everything be good. 
Hey, you do good, good's going to come back to you. You do bad stuff, uh, you know, people kind of wonder like, oh, this happened to me or I'm going through this. It's, it's usually karma. Oh, karma yeah. is not going to miss a nothing. That's like with me, like anything that I do, I actually do it from a genuine heart and I do it because I want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it's going to come back to me. And usually when I do stuff for people, it does come back. Uh, but I see some people, you know, bad things happen to them. It's just, it's just karma, you know. Like you just got to do right by people, uh, and do good by people, and just do things with a genuine heart, you know. But there's, but there's a lot of bad people out there, you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it's not their fault, you know. Sometimes it's just a product of their environment, you know. Like I talk about this all the time, like with with friends, like it's like you know, blah 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 did this or they're this way. It's like. Look how they were raised, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a product of their environment. Like, like me, for an example. Like, my parents have been married for 47 years. You know, junior high, all dated, high school all day. So, I, I come from a different upbringing than most people. Because most people come from a one-parent home or struggling. So, a lot of people are on sur- survival mode. Now, I'm not going to say I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, my parents struggled, you know, but, you know... I come from that upbringing of love, you know, and then other people, they're in survival mode or, you know, they watch their daddy beat their mama and they think it's cool to beat their wives or their girlfriends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a product of what they saw that that's the norm to them. Yeah. That's what they see. So they think it's normal. It's not normal to me because I wasn't raised like that. Yeah. I didn't see none of that shit. Excuse me. So, you know, it's just people are a product of their environments and you when people do stuff, like, I don't look at it like, I mean, when I was younger, I did look at it like this. But now it's like I'm older, I'm more mature so to when I understand. Like, when I see something, someone do something that I don't agree with, I'm not going to hold it against them. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a pray for them. I'm going to forgive them because I know that whatever they're going through right now, like, it's really not their fault because it's just – a product of their environment. It's the norm to them, you know? So yeah. like, you can't be mad at someone that that's all they've seen their whole life. And when you try to show them something different, something good, they're not accustomed to it because they've never had it before. You know what I mean? So it's hard for them to understand it, the genuine of it, you know, and stuff like that. It's just it's brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. Like, it's just, I mean, it's sad, you know, because you mean well, but, you know, it's just, it's just the world we're living in, you know? It's like everybody's different. It's oh, just yeah. a it's just a weird world that we live in. How old are you, by the way? Plead the fifth. <laughs> he said I plead the fifth. He said no, I'm, I'm older. But I'm forever you know, young. I, I don't I don't like putting my age out there, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I am older. I have a baby face. I look real young. Like I'm past thirty, we'll say that, you know, but okay. uh, I always get People like thinking I'm 25, 24. I just have a baby face, you know. My I have good genes. I just look real young, you know. And I and I really haven't had a stressful life, as you can tell. Yeah. I, I'm not. I've never been married. I ain't got no kids. Like it's basically just me, you know. what I'm saying because, like I said, I, I come from that. My mom and dad were married 47 years. So it's like I come from that upbringing where, you know, I I really want a wife. I really want kids. You know, I really want that family stuff. And then in a lot of cases, like, I feel like if it really came to me, like, I would really put 
mob TV may be on the back burner for something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's something that I really feel and, and really want. It's just God hasn't, uh, you know, just, I guess, gave me the right person yet. Or maybe he has and it's just like has to uh, run its course. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. something I pray about a lot. Uh, but it is something I want, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you could be doing the smart thing, you know, getting your shit together. So when you do have those, you know, they're they're well off. Oh, they're, yeah. They're like taken I, care of. Yeah, You're not struggling. Yeah, like me, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm financially stable. I have over 100 k in my retirement. You know, I got lots of money in my savings, checking account. Like I'm like I'm fine. I'm not financially free, but I can pretty much do whatever I want to. You know what I'm saying? I can't go buy a Lamborghini or Ferrari or a big-ass mansion, but I live comfortably. I do what I want. I go where I want. I eat what I want, and I can buy what I want within Mm. reasons. Yeah. And if I need to help someone out that needs it, you know, I can help them out, too, if I choose to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, it's just I made good. I made a lot of bad choices in in my past, but, like, I made a lot of good choices, too. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm. like. You know, like I like I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not hurting. Like I'm not stressing. I just you know I, I really just be chilling. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm just like really just waiting. To, you know to see what tomorrow brings. You yeah. Know, every day is a blessing. Got to make the right choices, man. Choices affect your future. Oh so yeah. You got to make the choices you make are going to be the outcome of what goes on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Especially y'all youngsters out there, man. Yeah, because I think God, in a lot of cases, he'll put people in your lives, or maybe two people in your lives. And, you know, one might be a good, one might be a bad. And based off what you decide, like, maybe God did send this person to save you, but, you know, they really weren't, like, what you wanted or whatnot, and you went with this, and then it winds up biting you in your ass, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know... It just is what it is, you know, like that's happened to me in the past, you know, where I made a bad choice and, you know, messed off something good, you know, but it happens to the best of us. All you can do is just pray, learn from your mistakes and, you know, improve with action and uh, change, you know what I'm saying? Because we all make mistakes, you know, we we all do fucked up shit that we're not proud of, you know, but it's like how you, you know, the next change of correcting those actions and not repeating yourself oh yeah redemption so there you go man hell yeah man so man i just want to thank you man for coming through man um i know you're busy tonight you know you came through stopped by and uh just want to give you your flowers bro you know it's overdue 15 years of hard grind and still going hard Oh, yeah, even harder now, shit, what you talking about? Yeah, 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 so salute to you, bro. Polymob TV in the building, man. You know, just want to thank you again, you know, for coming through. Um, So, yeah, bro, tell them where they can find you. Uh, All my stuff's going to be Polo Mob TV. That's P-O-L-O-W-M-O-B TV. Like, you can Google me. Like, I recently got my YouTube taken down. Uh, due to Sukiana, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but my new channel's up. It's still going to be Polo's Mob TV, but I'm having to restructure that because I lost all my millions of views, all my subscribers. Uh, so they, well, they just took it away? Or? Uh, well, I took on her filming, and 
I didn't see nothing wrong with this dress she had on. I mean, her her tit was hanging out, but it was covered with a heart, the nipple. Uh-huh. So then, like, I released it, and then they told me it was pornographic material. So it was what? an automatic deletion, no strikes, no chances. Like, basically, it went against their policy, and basically, they took my whole channel down and deleted it. Wow. I mean, I was pretty sick about it because I had like over 400 uh, videos and documentaries and all that stuff on there. But I kept all my raw footage. So, you know, but uh, I had to make a new one. But, yeah, that's what happened to my old YouTube channel. But, like, yeah, my TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, all that, all Polo Mob TV. But, yeah, my YouTube, yeah, I would appreciate if y'all go subscribe to that and hit that bell because I am having to rebuild it. My new page has been up, like, for two months. But, yeah, I was pretty sick when I uh, – I didn't lose all my stuff. Uh, there's something on Google. Uh, I have the links in my email to where when your channel's taken down, you do lose the subscribers. You do lose your views and all that stuff, monetization. But Google has a, a setup thing to where – all your videos that you uploaded, you can actually download them to your computer. So I'm in the process of like figuring out how I need to do that because some of my videos were like really long. So the, the, the smaller ones, yeah, I got all those back. But the bigger ones, I'm still trying to figure out how I can uh, get them downloaded uh, with the gigabytes uh, on the Google Drive and stuff. I think I'm going to have to purchase a bigger Google Drive, uh, you know, pack. Uh, uh-huh. but there is a way to get all your stuff back so don't lose hope like because i went against youtube for seven days straight trying to get my stuff back and then someone was nice enough to tell me well you can do this and all your videos are there and you can just download them so i appreciate that person because it helped a little bit god that made me sick bro yeah I mean, was sick but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is yeah I mean, I be I seen some some crazier shit on YouTube, bro. See, and that's my thing. Okay, so like when all this happened, I'm sending them Cardi B music videos, Megan The Stallion, Glorilla, like all these people who has worse content than me. But one thing I found out. Okay, so like to YouTube, I'm just a I'm just a blowjob, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like to someone like Megan or Glow, they're dumping millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars into YouTube, like to market their video. So they're gonna overlook all that because now it's messing up their bread. You know what I mean? But, yeah. So they're not all I ever got well, we're talking about your channel, not theirs. <laughs> and I would send links, you know, I'd be like, look, this is the same dress right here. Well, we're talking about your channel. I'm like, well, there's no difference. And this, and this video has millions of views on it. So it's like, it's just, you know, but I understand uh, when someone's dumping fifty, dollars $100,000 into a marketing plan on your company, yeah. you're just going to overlook it. Like, you're not going to care. Because now, like, if I delete this video, now I'm going to miss out on this $100,000 or however much they're budgeting for YouTube on every video that releases. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's just it's just a favoritism thing. It's just yeah. it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? The, the dollar rules the world, I guess, in a lot of cases. I wonder if somebody actually complained or was it just YouTube? Well, see, it was just YouTube. Like I uploaded it. It wasn't even up two days. Like I got an age restriction on it. No big deal. Like because some of my stuff does get age restriction. Yeah. And then the next day I got an email that we terminated your YouTube due to pornographic. 
nudity and you know all this bullshit and I mean I uploaded the photos and the videos on Instagram, TikTok, nothing. But YouTube, YouTube is getting more strict yeah. with a lot of stuff like, you know, cuz uh shout out my guy Eric and Phil Dog, you know, they did a song with Mexican OT and uh you know, y'all y'all go check out that. The song's called Bye Bye. Uh, they did a pool theme, you know, with people in bathing suits, okay. you know, and things like that. And they uploaded it to Half Pint Films. That's where you can check it out. Uh, and they got hit with the age restriction just off the bikinis and the, the dancing. And it's like, I see worse for videos than that. And it's like, it's hard to market a video like that when it's age restricted because of Mexican OT, most of his fan base is going to be younger. So it kind of it kind of hurts you in the long run when you can only broadcast it to eighteen and up. Uh-uh. I'm glad you told me that. So one of my guests shows up half naked. I'd be like, "Whoa, we got to put some clothes on." Yeah, you got to put a t-shirt on or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, like YouTube is gonna pick and choose what they want to. You know, they because you have to understand. It's just like we talked about earlier, you're dealing with different entities Mm. so if i'm sitting at a desk something that might be offensive to you might not be offensive to me so when your video comes across my desk for me to you for for, for me to view to see if it is the content rated i can be like oh no press a button your whole channel is gone when this other person is not offensive to them and they're just going to be like you know i'll just let it slide no big deal and they'll just let it run you know, because all these videos are being viewed by, you know, their uh, the people that work at YouTube mm-hmm. to make sure that they are or are not age restricted. So if you have someone, like I said, that's uh takes offense to certain things, yeah, they're gonna flag your video. Where another person who's more chill and doesn't see nothing wrong with it, they're just gonna let it slide by because they don't care. Yeah. It's all about the person that's viewing it. Well, that sucks, bro. It is what it is, man. Hey, yeah, I appreciate it coming through, man. Um, salute to you, bro. And, uh, you know, wish you the best on, on your career and everything you got going, bro. And my platform is always here for you, bro. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you, Adam. You know, appreciate you having me. Hell yeah, man. So, man, that's it, man. I appreciate y'all viewers, man, for, you know, for the likes, the subscribers, everything, man. Y'all make us who we are, man. I appreciate y'all, and I salute y'all every single time, man. I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart, man. And like I said, keep your ears to the streets, and I'll catch you on the block. It's your boy Money Else, man. Peace. I'm out.